Hello. Hello, Bonnie Lee Dodds. Um, hello, Bonnie Lee Dodds. Hello, Tom Hogan. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I have some news. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's not great news, but um, <laughs> okay, sure. it's definitely information. That's Bonnie. She's a good friend of mine. I'm making a performance with her that's going to be on in July. This is a typical production meeting for us. We're having to do them over the phone because I live in Sydney, but uh, Bonnie lives in Melbourne. It's an interstate collaboration, and it's been going pretty well, considering. This time, though, she's about to give me some very bad news. Um, I don't have him. I don't... I don't have Richard Mercer. Okay. This is very bad news. All right. I'm not happy about this, but I respond confidently, which I've discovered is a really good way to get Bonnie to work even harder because she's naturally competitive. Yeah. Okay, I understand. It's cool. Leave it with me. I mean, you can, you can leave it with me if you want, but that's... But no, it's all... <laughs> It's all yours now? No, no. we can no, we, we'll just keep. We'll both follow the leads. We'll both. Okay, great. Yeah, there's other. You know, I've got to put up a sign or something at least. All right. Yeah, it'll, it continues. Basically, it continues. We're not done. All right. Thank you for your call. Sorry. That's all right. Okay. Cool. Still got time. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Get some sleep. My name is Tom. And I'm making a theatre show with my friend Bonnie, all about love songs and the radio host, Richard Mercer. The problem is, uh, he's a pretty hard guy to find. This is Missing Richard Mercer. Song dedications with Richard Mercer on Mix. Hi, it's Richard here, and I hope you're in the mood to forget about all the bad things in the world and concentrate on the truth that we love each other. <laughs> yes, Rebecca certainly loves Mervyn, and she writes, Richard, I'd love to dedicate a song to Mervyn because this Saturday we'll be celebrating nine months together. It's been a wonderful journey with more highs than lows, and I feel we're both lucky to have each other. So I'd just like to say, Mervyn, thank you for being an amazing boyfriend, always caring and positive. I hope I can be the same for you during this busy time of study. All my love, Rebecca. Yes, that Richard Mercer. Let me start from the beginning. That luscious baritone voice was on public radio every weeknight for 17 years, hosting the call-in radio show Love Song Dedications. The show was magical. If you were in a taxi in Sydney or Melbourne, Monday to Friday between 7 and 11pm, you know his voice. It's in your bones. All anyone can ever talk about is his voice. For instance, this is Claire. How could... Richard Mercer, with that voice, how could you not be cool? Right, can you describe his voice for me? Oh my god. It's indescribable. It's a deep, irreplicable... <laughs> warm and firm all at once. If you could apply like a colour to it? A colour? Um, be a grey. A grey. A dark silky grey. With maybe like flecks of, flakes of gold in it. Speckled gold through the grey. What are we to make of Love Song Dedications with Richard Mercer? Or LSD? No, no I'm not. I don't think I can call it that. Uh, just Love Song Dedications will be fine. 
Every weeknight for 17 years, Richard listened to people's problems. Every night they called, sometimes they celebrated their new love, sometimes they celebrated an old love, sometimes an unrequited love, sometimes they cried. He talked to everyone, and then he'd play them a song by Phil Collins, and you never heard from them again. It was the perfect format. A few minutes of emotional turmoil, then a song that you knew the lyrics to. When I was a kid, though, Love Song Dedications was a joke. You know, like a joke you could drop into conversation to humiliate someone else who had a crush. It was all very ironic. But irony is a tricky thing sometimes. I um, I used to make prank calls to him as a teenager. I think everyone did, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> do you know anything about him? Um, my, my parents were at a function once and their f- friends back... I don't know, this was like t- 10 years ago or something. Their friend, I think their friend ran 106.5 at the time and Richard Mercer was there and mum and dad said that they spoke to him and he said that um, uh, they said he was lovely but he always had two types of callers there were the prank callers and there were the people that were very genuine mm. I, but you I fell were into obviously the, the prank one the prank yeah, caller yeah, yeah. But there's always something you know as a teenager with what made you call up then um, one was one was a pure prank and I, I wanted to get, um, I think I, re- I requested to put on Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Obviously. Um, by Elton John. And the second time I called was, I, I thought it would be quite funny to request. Um, Meatloaf did a cover of Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now. It was originally written for him and he was angry that Celine did it first because... And uh, then he did it it again and this is about, I don't know, 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I wanted to hear it on the radio. They said, sorry, we don't have Meatloaf's version. Mm. We're going to have to play the Celine Dion one. And I thought... What a shame, but that'll do it. You know, they, they've got to, they have to play stuff for the Mix 106.5 playlist. That's why. It was not, from the, it was not on the playlist. Such a shame. Because the Meatloaf version was very good. I, I did that one. That was, um, I did that with my cousin. We thought it would be nice to do a dedication um, of my auntie to my uncle. And th- do you let you do that? Yeah, we just pretended we were my yeah, auntie. Yeah, okay, got it. It yeah. was from, uh, from Tina Nepal. He doesn't, he refused to do... Uh, requests if they weren't for your significant other. And then, so you had to actually literally pretend to be the auntie and uncle. That's great. Yeah, it was hard not to corpse as a teenager. (laughs) Especially to that low, sultry baritone voice who was taking it so seriously. And you were just being a little rat bag. We were just being little shits. I think he knew it, but he just went along (laughs) with it. That's Antoinette. I really like this story. You see, the first time was a prank. It was really silly. I'm going to request Elton John... And the second time was actually just a really nice gesture on behalf of family members. It was still a joke, obviously. Obviously, no way would I ever be the one to blah, blah, blah. But regardless of the intention, the outcome was just another person calling up, dedicating a song on behalf of someone special, and then requesting Celine Dion. Irony? Irony is dead. You know when you start to use a word ironically, like, uh, you know, when you started to drop in the word hashtag or lol in just normal conversation? You know, you don't mean it, of course. You're just referencing the online leet speak that those damned millennials use when they type. It's a smart and clever deconstruction of the current world. A comment on the use of language in the modern society, how it's ephemeral, and how the art of language has been lost. And suddenly, you realise you always say hashtag or lol. You are that person. It's no longer ironic. You've just absorbed it. 
you have become the very thing that you once hated. That is love song dedications in a nutshell. James, who's the lady on your mind? Isabella. What's your story, James? Are you two really happy together? We're not together yet, but hopefully soon. Oh, okay. In the near future. Okay, you know Isabella through what? Socially or work or? Oh, no, yeah, socially. Have you told her how you feel? Yes, I have. Okay. She knows I like her a lot. Oh, okay, and you've liked her a lot for a while, have you? Yeah, I have. All right. Well, I hope your dedication tonight helps, James. Thank you. You get together with Isabella. We'll send her out a special song, and I wonder what you'd like to say to this lady, mate. Isabella, you're my princess. I've really liked you for such a long time, and I'd like to get closer to you. Not only are those people fascinating, but there's also that voice. Listening to that voice was like having a bath in milk. Then you start to hear Celine Dion a lot. And then even though you thought you would never be the kind of person who'd buy the album, you find yourself singing along. And you know all the lyrics. And suddenly you realise you are the audience. And you just like it. And there's no irony. You're tuning in just like everyone else. You're not cooler or better than anyone. You're actively listening every night. And you don't know if you like the songs more than you like the phone calls. But whatever it is, well... There's always that voice. Emma? Just so sorry. You're sorry? Yeah. Ooh, what happened? Oh, we're just going through a bit of a rough patch at the moment. Gee, how, how are you coping with this? Is it giving you sleepless nights? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, well, out. depends, you know, in the sense of how special Taylor is to you. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty special. Have you been a couple for a while? Uh, 17 months. Oh, yeah, so you don't want to lose this lady. No. No, and are you taking responsibility for the, the tough times between you two? Do you feel it's you? Yeah, I do. So, I wonder, you're sending out your apology. Is there is there anything else you can let her know in terms of how um, it's going to be in the future? Just the lover, and I hope you work things out. And... Will it require a bit of a change on your part, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. And you'd be willing to do what it takes? Yeah. Well, I hope your tail has heard you, and I hope this, in a sense, is like an olive branch. It helps you know, bring you two back together. Thank all you. Right? We'll send her out a special song, and I wish you all the best, Bryce. Thank okay, you for thank calling you. up. And that voice, it's hard to mock. Don't get me wrong, it's commonly mimicked, yeah, but that voice is so sincere. Mocking it doesn't feel right. It's kind of like, I don't know, teasing a nun or or making fun of a kid with a balloon. You could do it, sure, but why? Like, what kind of asshole teases a nun? Every episode, that voice mediated people's problems, and it's never judgmental. It's always understanding, empathetic, or at the very least, trying to be. It's curious, it's inquisitive, it's thoughtful, and it's friendly. That's not a voice you can tease. It's not a voice you can just push away. It's a voice that you welcome into your ears night after night. It is a voice that you can trust. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Bonnie Lee Dodds. Hi, what are you doing? I'm just recording the uh, pilot episode of our podcast. So... (laughs) Cool. Uh, this 
this isn't Gimlet Media. <laughs> it could be. The, the, dream big. I'm just giving the audiences like context, you know, like for episode one. Yeah. Yeah, you know what happens. You know what's down that road. You've been there, Tom. Yeah, it's like it's just a... St- no, <laughs> you can't ignore it. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, no, it can, it can work. Hang on. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Look, wait. just Tom. But the show is over now. When suddenly, in December 2013, he was off air. His last dedication, it was from his wife to himself. Celine Dion in the mix. Yes, the Titanic theme. Well, that's our program for the last 16 and a half years. Thank you so much for supporting it and being a part of it. It's been one heck of a ride. I'm looking forward to a, a nice long holiday and then I hope our paths cross once again. I'm going to leave you tonight though with one last dedication and this is very special for me because my lady Sharon, the lady I love, sent this in. Sharon writes, My dear Richard, I thought that I'd send this to you because as you wind down your show to move on to exciting new challenges, I thought that after all these years of you giving out other people's dedications, that you more than anyone deserve one. The thing is, it's hard to pick a song for you, Richard, because you are every song. You are music to me. Uh, it, it goes on like this for a bit. Hang on. Let me just... Remember when we first met and I told you that my philosophy is that you have to decide what... Uh. Thank you for being there. And with that, with the final song being the theme from Conair, which we can't play in full for legal reasons, but I highly recommend you looking it up, Richard Mercer was gone. He wasn't completely gone. He reappeared for a short while with a new radio show on WSFM. It was called Your Song. Similar format, but it wasn't restricted to just love song dedications. It could just be, well, your song. It didn't reach the dizzying heights of LSD that so love song dedications, though, because soon after, he was gone. Was it a response to ratings? Do we blame social media? Is free-to-air radio being replaced by on-demand streaming services? My friend Bonnie and I have been investigating this for months. We researched so much. We went deep. We talked to everyone, mostly outside of our own networks as well. On every mode of public transport, except probably hovercraft, we talked to people. We ruined so many people's flights, accosting harmless passengers about their favourite love songs and what love songs mean to them. We've talked to every Uber driver. For instance, I met an Uber driver named Sharik. Sharik thinks love songs are okay. He's more of a comedy kind of guy, and he's a big Manchester United fan. Now, according to Sharik, there are a few Man U songs that are actually, secretly, love songs. I asked how many of them, he said, about 400 of them, but half of them are just yelling players' names over and over again, just like a tolling bell. He actually said that, I didn't make that up. And of course, he said, there's United Road. It's a bit sentimental, but I like it anyway. Then he just started to sing. Take me home, United Road, to the place where I belong, to Old Trafford, to see United. Take me home, United Road. I asked him if he liked Country Road by John Denver. He didn't know it, so I got out Spotify and we hooked it up and I played it to him. 
Then, mid-song, he exclaimed, But this isn't about football at all. No, Sharik, it's not. I asked him if he knows where Richard Mercer is. Not if he knows who Richard Mercer is, because I just assumed. I asked if he knows where he is. More specifically, how would I find him? Sharik says no. Let me just clarify something. We've done the easy stuff. He's not on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LiveJournal. He's not in the phone book. He's no longer on air. He's cut ties with his previous radio stations. He's no longer represented by a talent agent, at least not the agent that used to represent him. And that talent agent had a phone number for him that is, get this, disconnected now. Sometime in the last four years, he actually vanished. And we don't know where he is. Now, in any other circumstance, it'd be fine and we'd just be curious. Like, we'd probably Google and find the answer. Like, uh, I, like I want to know where Kevin from Ship to Shore is, but I've never really done anything more than Google. I mean, he studied psychology and currently works in youth mental health, by the way. The point is, I wouldn't normally go to that extremes just to find a celebrity who's no longer in the limelight. But this is different. Something's changed. There is this thing which has put Bonnie and I in the extreme circumstance of desperately wanting to know where he is. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Tom Hogan. What are we going to do, Bonnie? I don't know. (laughs) Bonnie and I pitched a theatre show, a theatre show that got accepted. The show was called Love Song Dedications with Richard Mercer. The show is confirmed, and it will be on in July this year. That is in less than two months. We've booked a theatre in Erskineville in Sydney. The ticket booking site is ready to go. We took promo photos. We're telling our friends and family, and we've engaged a publicist. There will be a paying audience. And we've been preparing for this show for almost a year now, but there's just one teeny tiny problem. Have you had any word on Richard yet? No. Actually, there is a second problem. No. Um, but it's going to be fine because I started a podcast today and that is a step towards helping us find him. It's like just putting out the feelers, more no, feelers, no. like very public come, feelers. Come. Come. You know we can't do that. It's too, I mean, it's too late because this is actually <laughs> like this recording is... It is the pod, like this is no, the prequel. Cool. No, but you know we can't do that. No, it's fine. It's just like that podcast, uh, Missing Richard Simmons. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it's, it's like it's exactly like that podcast, Missing Richard Simmons. Uh, we'll call it Missing yeah. Richard Mercer. It's great. That's great. Yeah, oh, man, it sells I mean, itself. No, this is what I've been trying to tell you. We can't do it. That show was like. It was really interesting. It was good. And like, I listened to it. Everyone, you know, you listened to it. People listen. It's just promo. It's great. And because of that podcast, they did actually find out what happened to Richard Simmons. So yeah, we did the they, same with they Richard. Found, they found out that Richard Simmons didn't want to be found. Yeah, but... That's so shit. And we're not <laughs> shit. And we can't even pretend that we're doing it for the greater good. We're worried. We're not, you know, we're not even worried about him. We're just trying to make a show. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty selfish. <laughs> it's yeah. Really, it's, a, like, it's, love, it's like loving in... It's not... We're not trying to like... <laughs> It's not going to be that. Okay, sure. All right. All right. Let's. Um... How do we know he hasn't just wanted to shy away from the, the 
the glow of Mix FM. <laughs> he made a choice, Tom. He made a choice. Okay, we should respect the choice. But all, but you know, still want to find. I still want to until until we get someone actually saying no, like no, he doesn't want to speak to you. Then it's then I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Just don't. No turning up at his doorstep unannounced, asking yeah, what I'm happened to him. Where are you? I'm definitely getting a sign though. So. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. So, here's the deal. We're going to look for Richard Mercer through all the legal channels. We're not going to stake out his house. We're not going to shine a light where it shouldn't be shown. We're going to respect privacy. And if we hear the word no, we're going to stop. We're not going to be douchebags about it. We're not on our high horse. We don't expect or deserve anything. We're just going to ask nicely. We're going to talk about love songs to the people who know about love songs. We're going to reminisce. We're going to find value in what we do have. We really want to celebrate something here and talk about something new. And it won't be pure nostalgia and it's not going to be ironic and it's going to be relevant. And just to be absolutely certain, just so that we know we're not going to promise anything, just so that we're not pressured, just so that we're not tempted, just so that we don't scare him off and so we get a cease and desist from his lawyers... We're just going to change one thing. Okay, um, I'll do it. Okay. All right, okay, I'm just going to update the page now. Hold on. All right, can you click refresh and read it to me? Um, Yep, here we go. Two friends present a theatre show about classic love songs and their role in the modern world, blah, 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 blah. Together, Bonnie Lee Dodds, that's you, and Tom Hogan, that's me, uh, present love song dedications without Richard Mercer. Perfect. It's great. I love it. And it's going to be a great soundbite for the podcast too, even if we didn't say it in time. It's cool. Yeah, it wasn't at all in time. Um, Can I ask something? Go ahead. If the live theatre show is called Love Song Dedications without Richard Mercer... Yep. What's the podcast going to be about? Oh, Bonnie Lee Dodds. You just wait and see. You just wait and see. Um, no. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess you should be on the ground floor on this one. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So, I'll I tell you. Uh, so, each week... That was the pilot episode of Missing Richard Mercer, featuring Tom Hogan and Bonnie Lee Dodds. Tell your friends and subscribe on iTunes. If you've got a story to share about Richard Mercer or a love song dedication, or maybe you are, in fact, Richard Mercer, please drop us a line. Send an email to missingrichardmercer at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Tom Hogan. And we need to say thank you to Claire and Antoinette for the Vox Pops. And of course... We need to thank Richard Mercer for all the good times. Visit missingrichardmercer.com for more information and thank you for listening. Listener.